the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkland A. Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane. And I am your host, Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr. Welcome once again to Victory Lane. Come with us now as we travel down the highway of life, serving God and building up the kingdom of God by the preaching and the teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world, recruiting sinners who do not know Jesus in the pardon of their sins while encouraging believers to remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as ye know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. First Corinthians, the 15th chapter and the 58th verse. And remembering this always, St. John, the third chapter and the 16th verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We're going to continue our teaching on the book of Acts. We're almost at, almost at its conclusion. I think we have about five more chapters and we're going to uh, uh, conclude the book of Acts of the Apostle Paul. Okay? Now, we're on chapter 23, and this is Paul's third missionary journey. Paul, in chapter 22, Paul stands before the uh, Jewish people, and he t- tells about his, uh, his conversion from, uh, a- as, a, as, a, as a persecutor of those who are followers of the way, followers of the way of those who are followers of Jesus Christ and how he persecuted the people of, who, who were following Jesus Christ, putting them in prison and uh, locking them up, men, women, boys, and girls. And also, he was even there to watch Stephen, who was a, uh, a, a disciple of Christ, watch him be crucified, and they stoned him to death. And he had the people who had stoned him to death laid their coats at, apostles, at, at Saul's feet just before his name was changed. So he's on his way, Saul is on his way to Damascus to uh, 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 persecute the church uh, and uh, uh, get, get, get women, men, boys and girls and take them as prisoners. And he has letters to uh, take them as prisoners uh, for, uh, for the sake of persecution. While going there, something happened. A bright light shone from heaven, knocking him to off, his, off, off his beast. He became blinded. And he heard a voice from heaven say, Saul, Saul, why do thou persecute me? And Saul spoke and said, uh, and he said, who is it, Lord? See, he had enough sense to know that that had to be the power of God, knocked me off my beast, and the light is so bright I can't see. And the only one that heard the voice was him. The others around him heard, heard thunderings and lightnings, but he heard the voice of God. And he says, uh, uh, go into uh, 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 Damascus, I'm going to show you what to do. He was blinded, right? And he, God sent uh, 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 Jesus sent 
the uh, uh, follower of God, Ananias, to uh, uh, tell Paul what he must go through to preach the gospel, huh? To preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news that He's Savior of the world, that He rose from the dead, that He sits at the right hand of the Father. He has the power to forgive sins. He's using Paul to do this. So it's a conversion. And when Ananias tell tell uh, Ananias tell Paul this, the scales fall off his eyes. He become able to see. He gets baptized and he starts to. Uh, testify about Jesus Christ to the Jews and everybody else. But the Jews wouldn't hear him, right? And so Paul said, since you don't want to hear me, God told me to go tell the Gentiles and they want to kill him now. They want to stone him. So the commander of the army snatches Paul away from them because they want to kill him. And he tells Paul, I'm going to go get the Sanhedrin, which is the Jewish council, and uh, you can address your matter before them because they are accusing you of things and that are of your law and not really that are criminal. So I'm going to get them and you're going to address this matter that's going on, okay? So we're going to pick up our reading in chapter 23, okay? Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this day, for your grace, goodness, and mercy. God, we pray now by the power of the Holy Spirit, have your way, have your way to those who are listening in my heart, in my mind. Teach us what you would have us to learn to be better equipped men and women of God. We pray, Lord, that your word go forth, accomplish what you have it to accomplish, and prosper where you have it sent. We pray that someone may cry out at the end, what must I do to be saved? We bless your name. We give you the praise. We give you the glory and the honor, for you are indeed worthy of it all. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's uh, look at our reading. Okay. So the Sanhedrin is there. Sanhedrin is Jewish council. Acts 23. Paul looked straight at the Sanhedrin and said, My brothers, I have fulfilled my duty to God in all good conscience to this day. Have you fulfilled, are you fulfilling your duty to God with good conscience? I'm talking to the Christian man, woman, boy, and girl. Here, what is my duty? You might want to say. What is, what is my duty? Uh, God was, the, the prophet Micah wrote a, uh, wrote a scripture that, God, what, that what God said is required of thee. What is required of thee, O man? Huh? What is my requirement? Paul is saying, I have walked, fulfilled my duty to God in all good conscience to this day. Can you say that? And if you can't, then start living it so you can say it. What is the duty? To live justly, to love mercy, and walk humbly before my God. That's the duty. Okay. Live justly to love mercy and walk humbly before God. Micah, the sixth chapter in the eighth verse. Now, verse two. At this, the high priest Ananias ordered those standing near Paul to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. You sit there to judge me according to the law. 
yet you yourself violate the law by commanding that I be struck. So you can't strike, you cannot strike or penalize or, or, or criminalize a Roman citizen, which Paul is. A Roman citizen, a Pharisee, a Hebrew, he was all of that. Now, those who were standing there, Paul, how dare you insult God's high priest? Huh? How dare you talk about the man of God? How dare you disdain his name? How dare you? I'm talking about people, talking about the pastors and the preachers. That's this is what they're saying to Paul. How dare you insult God's high priest? Paul replied, brothers, I did not know, I did not realize that he was a high priest. For it is written, do not speak evil about the ruler of your people. Another scripture the Bible says, touch not my anointed, neither do my prophet no harm. Psalms 105 and 15. We're talking about the pastor preacher. Obey those that have rule over yourself over you and submit yourself to them for they must give an account of your life of your soul for their watches over your soul and they ought to do it without grief because without grief it's unprofitable for their joy and my joy but the Bible says obey but what if my pastor's messing up what if uh, he's doing something that's not right with God huh Guess what? That's between him and God. Let God handle him. You just do what's right in the sight of God. Don't talk about him. Pray for him. That's the best thing you can do. Let God do God's business and you do God's business. Did you get that? Let God do God's business and you do God's business. In other words, serving. But don't do God's business. Do the business of God. Okay? I, I, I had reversed that. Do the business of God. Now, so, they tell Paul, and you, you, you insulted the high priest. And Paul, and Paul did not realize that. Okay? I'm looking at Acts 23, verse 6. Then Paul, knowing that some of them were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, called out the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin is, the, is, is, is the, uh, the leaders of the Jewish people. My brothers, I am a Pharisee, descended from Pharisees. I stand on trial because of the hope of the resurrection of the dead. I'm standing on trial because of the hope of the resurrection of the dead, which is Jesus Christ. When he said this, a dispute broke out between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And the assembly was divided. The Sadducees say that there is no resurrection and that there are neither angels nor spirits. But the Pharisees believe in all these things. So they're disputing, they're arguing, they're going back and forth. Number nine, there was a great uproar, and some of the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, stood up and argued vigorously against the Sadducees. And they said, we find nothing wrong with this man. They said, what if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him? Huh? We find nothing wrong with him. We believe, I mean, we don't find nothing wrong. Okay. 
the dispute became, they're arguing back and forth. Verse 10, the dispute became so violent that the commander was afraid Paul would be torn to pieces by them. It was really crazy. Huh? Really crazy. The commander feared that Paul would get torn to pieces. He ordered them to go down and take him away from them by force and bring him into the barracks. Man, this man must have done something wrong. Bring him to the barracks. Verse 11. The following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, Take courage. As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. Take, I, I, I'm telling you today, take courage in standing for God. Take courage. Sometimes it's hard. Being a Christian ain't easy sometimes. Oh, we look good. Right, it seems like it's good, but it's not easy. There are many things that we go up against, that, we, that come up against us. That's why the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God, that you may withstand the wiles of the devil. He's always trying to get us. Ephesians 6, chapter, read that. Put on the whole armor of God. And it's not easy being a Christian. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Huh? That's what we wrestle against. We, we're not of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. And guess what? Stuff happens with us because I'm talking to the Christian now because Satan is trying to attack us. He ain't trying to attack those who are in the world. They're already in the world. He had no need for them. He's trying to attack us. The Bible tells us, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of the life passes away. All that passes away. And it leads to death. Physical death, spiritual death. Do not err, my beloved brethren and sisters. So, what I'm saying is, take courage. It's not easy, but Jesus said, ye shall have tribulations in the world, but be of good cheer. I've overcome it. Give it to Jesus. I've overcome it. You're going to have tribulations. You're going to have trials. There's going to be some heartache. There's going to be some tears. There's going to be some sadness. There's going to be some pain. There's going to be some sickness. There's going to be some death. But be of good cheer. I've overcome it in heaven. And know this, to be absent from the body is to be in the presence of the Lord. And when we leave this earth, we, you're a Christian. The moment you leave, you're going to be in the presence of the Lord. Know that. Let's continue our reading. So they plotted to kill Paul. The next morning, some Jews formed a conspiracy and bound themselves with the oath. I'm reading Acts uh, 23 and 12. Not to eat or drink until they had killed Paul. Until they had killed Paul. They're making an oath. We ain't going to eat. We ain't going to drink until we kill Paul. He's a nemesis. More than 40 men were involved in this plot. More than 40 guys are conspiring, conspiring to kill Paul. Verse 14. They went to the chief priests and the elders and said, 
it, now they're going to the Sanhedrin and the elders. These are people of God. And they said, we have taken a solemn oath not to eat anything until we have killed Paul. Verse 15. Now then, this is what they want him to do. You and the Sanhedrin, the Jewish council, petition the commander to bring him before you on the pretext, on the pretension of wanting more accurate information about his case, and we're going to be ready to kill him before he gets here. Huh? Check this out. Watch God. Verse 16. But when the son of Paul's sister, Paul's nephew, heard of the plot, he went into the barracks and told Paul. Then Paul called one of his centurions and said, he called one of his soldiers. He didn't say, uh, this is what they're going to do. He said, take this young man. Listen, take this young man. Take this young man, I'm in verse 17, to the commander. Huh? He has something to tell him. So he took him to the commander. The centurion said, the soldier says to the commander, Paul the prisoner sent for me and asked me to bring this young man to you because he has something to tell you. The commander took the young man by the hand, drew him aside, and asked, what is it you have to tell me? Here's what the young man said. Verse 20. He says, some Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul before the Sanhedrin tomorrow on the pretext, on the pretension of wanting more information about him. Don't give in to them because more than 40 of them are waiting in ambush to kill him. They have taken an oath not to eat or drink until they have killed him. They are ready now, waiting for your consent to their request. When you take an oath, that's a pledge. That's a promise that you pledge and promise to keep no matter what. They took an oath. We're going to kill Paul. Forty of them. Check out the commander. The commander dismisses the young man. Verse 22. With this warning, don't tell anyone that you have reported this to me. Okay, here's what the commander does. Then he called two of his soldiers and ordered them, get ready, get me a detachment of 200 soldiers, 70 horsemen, and 200 spearmen. That's 470 soldiers to go to Caesarea at 9 o'clock tonight. We getting out of Dodge tonight. We rolling. Get them together. Provide horses for Paul so that he may be taken safely to Governor Felix in Caesarea. Okay? He wrote a letter as follows. The commander. Claudius Lysis. This is from a commander to another commander. To His Excellency Governor Felix. I'm in verse 27. This man was seized by the Jews and they were about to kill him, meaning Paul. But I came with my troops and rescued him for I had learned that he is a Roman citizen. I wanted to know why they were accusing him, so I brought him to the Sanhedrin. I found that the accusations 
had to do with questions about their law. But there was no charge against him that deserved death or punishment. It was about their law. I don't see no, just like Pilate said, I find no fault in him, okay, in Jesus. Verse 30, when I was informed of the plot to be carried out against this man, I sent him to you at once. I also ordered his accusers to present to you their case against him. So I ordered Paul to come to you in Caesarea, and I also told the Sanhedrin they got to present their case to you. Okay? Verse 31. So the soldiers carrying out their orders took Paul with them during the night, brought him as far as Antipatris. The next day, they let the cavalry go on with him. The cavalry, 70 horsemen. Other soldiers went back. While they returned to the barracks. When the cavalry arrived at Caesarea, they delivered the letter to the governor and handed Paul over to him. Their job is done. Paul is in Caesarea and he's there safely. The governor read the letter and asked province he was from, learned, learning that he was from Cilicia. He said, I will hear your case when your accusers get here. Then he ordered that Paul be kept under guard in Herod's palace. He said, I'm going to hear your case when your accusers get here. I, the letter has went out to the Sanhedrin Council, and you're going to be on trial when they get here, and we're going to listen to what they have to say about you and what you have to say about them, what you have to say in your defense, and what I want to know what they're accusing you of, okay? So we're going to wait for that. And that's what we're going to speak on next week on Victory Lane, Acts 24. We're winding down the book of Acts, and we're, we, it's been such a great study. I, bless, I am so blessed that you have stayed with this study, and it's a good study. And we pray that you have benefited and learned and grown in the knowledge of God and his church and how it started and, and what and what happened with the resurrection of Christ and Paul as the the uh, the apostle of God of Jesus Christ spreading the good news that he is Lord he is Lord he has risen from the dead and he is Lord we pray that a word has been said we pray that you grow in God if there's someone out there who don't know know Jesus in the pardon of their sins we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that you surrender your will to the Lord. For we say that the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will come in, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. So if you're out there today and you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, repeat after me this prayer. Lord Jesus, Come into my heart today. I believe in Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God. I confess that he rose from the dead. Forgive me for my sins. Receive me into thyself. We bless your name. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins.
Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are now saved. Find yourself a good Bible teaching, preaching, believing church. Get on board. Get baptized and become a follower of Christ and learn and grow in Jesus. I'm your host, Reverend Lawrence Gray. There's one of my six books that you can find online at your online bookstore. That was that one is called Pimping in the Pulpit. It is an eye-opener, it is a shaker, and it is a good book. If you like it, it's there at your online bookstore along with the five other books that I have written. We thank you for your participation today and being a part of Victory Lane. We pray that you've been blessed. We pray that you join us again next week for Acts chapter 24 as we continue our teaching in the book of Acts of the Apostles. God bless you. God keep you. And remember what the Lord can't do, it can't be done. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Join us next week as Reverend Ray continues his teaching on the book of Acts. You can hear all Reverend Gray's teaching on the book of Acts at gospel1190.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.